Hi, I'm McKenna, and welcome to Fight for the Family, a podcast where we acknowledge Satan and his attacks and use God-given principles and gospel-centered strategies to defend, protect, and strengthen our families. Let's get to work. Hello. Today in the ring, we are talking summer. I honestly still can't believe that summer is here, but for a lot of you, um, summer is happening this month. Some of us, I know for our school districts up here in Washington, they don't get out for another another month. Um, and for those of you who homeschool like I do, we have already started to make kind of our summer shifts. We still do school, um, but we focus on a lot of different things. And so I wanted to spend an episode talking about summer rhythms because I think this is a really big one and I want everybody to have the most fulfilling, rejuvenating, family-filled summer as possible. Because I don't know about you, but looking back as a child, summer was just always so great. It was exciting. It was different. Um, We played. We got to kind of just be our own entity. We did more things as a family. We were outside. Lots and lots of happy memories for summer. And I want that to stay that way because I think um, there's a lot of potential for a lot of relationship strengthening and family strengthening and building during the summer months. So hopefully these thoughts help you today. Um, so the very first thing I want to talk about is Satan loves for us to get burnt out. <laughs> and in today's world especially, that is not very hard to do between jobs and children and school and extracurriculars and busy schedules and social media and our technology that makes us accessible literally all the time we are easily burnt out we do not do a good job of slowing down and taking a break and unplugging and summer is this beautiful opportunity to do a lot of that so that we don't get burnt out and the reason Satan wants you to get burnt out is because when we are burnt out, at least for me, this is what it looks like when I'm burnt out, I start to feel really resentful to my family. That's kind of what goes first. I get short. I get grumpy. Um, I'm very negative. I have a negative lens. I start to compare more and I, it just is this downward spiral of negativity in a way that makes me hyper focus on the things in my life I don't like, right? And the things I'm giving up and sacrificing and all this work I do and nobody appreciates me and blah, 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 right? And you start to get discouraged. And when we are in that state of burnout, it is hard to progress in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) We literally get stuck and we actually kind of go backwards. And Satan loves to keep us there because if we're going backwards, we're not going forwards and we're not doing all the good that we could be doing for our family or others, So this summer, let's not burn out. Let's instead use it as a way to rejuvenate and strengthen and build so that when fall comes again, we're ready and we feel good. So um, one thing, I got like six things that I have to help you fight this burnout and to make your summer rejuvenating and full of the things that that lights you up, make you happy. 
And in order to do that, one of these first things um, is just this reminder (laughs) that you are in charge of your schedule. I know it doesn't always feel that way, but the reality is that you are. Um, You're in charge of yours and your family's schedule for the most part. Obviously, jobs make that a little bit hard, but you get to pick what goes on your calendar. You get to pick what you say yes to. You get to pick what you say no to. You get to pick how many curricular activities your kids are in. And guess what? (laughs) It's okay to underschedule your summer. (laughs) Please, 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 please do not overschedule your summer. Um, That is one of the worst things you can do to yourself and your children. Um, Every time you say yes to something, you say no to something else. And so make sure that you are saying yes to the right things and no to the right things um, so that you are filling your time with the things that matter most to you and that you want to be spending your time doing. So seriously, don't feel like you have to sign your kid up for every camp. Don't feel like you have to to take every trip. Don't feel like you have to um, do all the things. You don't. You really don't. Um, just remember, you're in charge of your schedule. The second one is to intentionally slow down and to give yourself permission and space to actually <sighs> exhale and breathe and and let down and kind of stop and rest. We as a society are not very good at resting. Um, for me, the Sabbath day is a weekly rhythm of rest. And I have been very grateful that over the last year, year two especially, I've really um, honed in on actually resting more on the Sabbath. And summer can be part of that rest for us, right? School is slowing down. Sports are slowing down. Everybody kind of turns. The world kind of turns a different direction. It turns more to your family. Everyone knows that like you're doing stuff with your family during the summer, right? Please don't be afraid to slow down. Don't be afraid to kind of do nothing for a little bit, even if it's just for the beginning of the summer, that first week or two. Just be and be home and be with each other and let your kids let's just be. Slow down and take a breath because if we go and 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 never take a breath, you will get burnt out. You will biff it and it never feels good to do that for you or your children. And for for those of you who are in families with children and you are a steward over their time, right? Be mindful of that. Help them slow down. They don't know how to do that. They don't know that's important. Um, if we don't help them do that, they might not slow down, right? Help them slow down too. Um, the next one is to let your kids get bored. <laughs> this one's a hard one, especially if your kids are little. Um, because it's slightly painful to let them get bored, right? Because they nag at you and they want you and they want your help and they... Oh, ma, I don't know what to do. Um, My son's favorite line is, what do we do now? (laughs) What are we going to do after we finish anything? And I'm like, buddy, we just did this and this and this and this. I, like, you need to go find something to do on your own. Um, And this is something I've had to practice at, letting my kids get bored, because it is painful. But it 
is always good in the end. They always find something. And this is where their creativity really starts to shine and they get to use their imagination. Um, and they play together or they make something new or um, they read a book or something, right? But getting letting them get bored is really important. So make space in your schedule where you're not doing anything, where you're just home. And let your kids, you know, tell them, this is some a time you need to go do something by yourself. I need to go do this. Go do something. Have fun, right? Let them get bored. Do not feel like you have to plan every single second of their day. It really is a disservice to them. Um, even though sometimes it is easier to do that than let them get bored. Um, the fourth one is to create adventures. This is also another area that I feel like over the last year or so I've really started to tap into. Um, just this idea of what an adventure is and how it doesn't have to be this big grand thing. It can be everyday things can be adventures. Um, my favorite one is reading. We read a lot, especially since making the transition to homeschool. But even before then, we read a lot. Um, but especially during the summer, whether you homeschool or not, read, 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 read out loud with your kids, no matter how old they are. Okay, it doesn't matter if you have a two-year-old, a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, an 18-year-old. Read out loud. Also, of course, encourage your kids to read by themselves. I think that is huge. And I read a lot growing up in the summers. Um, but read together out loud whether that's during the day or at bedtime or when you are in the car. Um, we listen to a lot of audiobooks, which is really fun, but we read together at night especially. And we have done a lot of books that have movies associated with them. And so we will watch, we'll read the book, watch the movie and have like parties kind of a strong word, but we will do some type of thing at the movie, you know, like we'll make a treat that they had in the movie or, um, that's usually what it is, is some kind of food associated with the movie that we'll eat during the movie. Like last year, we one of the first ones we did was Winnie the Pooh. We read the original Winnie the Pooh book, and then we watched um, The Grand Adventures of the Hundred Acre Wood or whatever it's called, the Winnie the Pooh movie, and we had honey sticks. And I got like this pack on Amazon that had, you know, 20 different flavors of honey. So easy, so simple, so fun. Um, we're making through our way through the raw doll collection. So we've done Willy Wonka and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, Matilda, the witches, and they all have movies. Um, and so that is a really fun way to do that. Even if you don't watch a movie, but reading is huge. Reading can take you and transport you places, um, that nothing else can. And it's a great way to connect as a family as well. Plus obviously reading is just a good thing to do for your brain anyway. Um, Another way to create adventures is just exploring your your yard. Whether you have a tiny one or a big one, um, kids especially will find all the fun things. My kids um, like to dig in our yard. They've been finding ladybugs and flowers and they play. Right now their big thing is playing um, like the Great British Baking Show with dirt. <laughs> and they make things, right? But just explore your yard. Find things in your yard. Plant things. Grow a garden. Those are That is adventurous. Next one is to just explore where you live. Um, it's really easy to get so busy that we actually forget to get to know where we live. Um, I know for us, we moved to our town literally the month that COVID hit. And so there's a lot of things that have been closed for a long time. And over the last year, everything's open now. And there's so many places that we haven't explored. So we've been going to lots of lakes lately, um, a few new museums. 
But even just exploring where you live, trying a new restaurant or a new bakery or a new park, explore where you live. That's always an adventure. And then, of course, trips. Um, we try. We usually end up doing some type of trip in the summer every year. Ours is going to be at the end of the summer, our big one. But we have some family reunions coming up this summer and like little trips before our big one. Um, but no matter how big or small your trip is, trips are such a fun way to explore and have an adventure. Um, and what's great about adventures is they're neither like positive or negative, right? Like every part of a trip can be an adventure. And that's one thing I love about using the word adventure, right? Something happens where you weren't quite expecting and you're like, wow, that was quite the adventure, right? And having the ability to help your kids frame things in that way is really helpful. And road trips, as I'm sure you know, are always full of adventure. Good ones and bad ones and hard ones and ones where things went so well. And so they're a great way to create adventures in your family over the summer. And adventure, I could talk so much about adventure, but um, there's a book called Adventuring Together. And right now I don't have the um, author's name in front of me, but that one is a fantastic one. Um, but just, just thinking about the magic and of adventure and the way that it connects you and the way that it creates bonds and memories is a huge one. So find every way you can to have adventures this summer. Um, another way at home is to do like themed weeks. Um, before we homeschooled and the kids were like in preschool, I would do themed weeks over the summer. So we had like a Hawaiian week. We learned about volcanoes and make a little volcano and we would, um, eat pineapple smoothies and we'd watch stitch and you know like stuff like that or when the olympics were going on we had an olympic week and we played some olympic games um in our house you know like a bowling one or you know we made up olympic games and we made the rings and we did a craft and we watched some skating and stuff like that so having themed weeks where you just do a few activities a craft and a snack and a activity or you watch something and learn something those are great ways to bring adventure into your home during the summer. Number five is to focus on rejuvenating. Now, sitting on the couch and not doing anything is not the only way to rest. And sometimes that's not even the best way to rest. Um, do things that bring you joy, that fill you up, and that give you energy. And help your kids and your family do things that do that for your family. Um, so that looks different for everybody. It might be having a, a movie day once a week and just vegging out for a minute. That might be going hiking every week. That might be um, reading more. It might be um, learning how to cook more, right? Whatever it is that your family loves to do that you don't usually get time to do, do those things. Um, take time to do those things so that your family feels more rejuvenated and closer together and Literally just spending more time with your family. I know for me it's rejuvenating. I know for my kids that is very rejuvenating and safe and um, comforting, right? And during the rest of the year when we are so extra busy, our family time often gets cut so short. And so protect it this summer. <laughs> Focus on protecting your family time this summer. And and. Do it in such a way that you use that time to really give back to your family, to fill everybody's cups, snuggle more, 
Um, have more one-on-one time with each of your kids, have more one-on-one conversations, more chats about um, how life is, what they're working on, what they want to work on, what they're looking forward to, what they're nervous about, how you're feeling about things. What are you dreaming? Like as a parent, what are you dreaming about? Um, stuff like that. Really focus on the things that fill you up and rejuvenate you. Those will go such a long way. Um, and the last thing is just to remember that summers are limited. <laughs> and so please use them wisely. We do not get an endless amount of time as a family. We do not get endless summers. Um, and it's a very sobering thought. And it's one that really hit me over the head a year ago when we decided to homeschool. That was part of what what got me to decide to homeschool. I looked at my six-year-old, who's my oldest. And all of a sudden I realized... A third of her time with us was already gone. Oh my gosh. Only had two thirds of her time with us left tops. And I wanted to squeeze every second out of it that I could. And I wanted to try to enjoy as much of it as I could. Because I hadn't always enjoyed it up to then. Right? Um, We don't have that much time with our kids. It feels like it sometimes that it will never end. That we will never get to, to sleep or eat or do all these big goals that we have or travel all these crazy places we want to go or sit down to read again or whatever it is that we feel like we can't do because our life is so consumed with our family and our busy schedules but someday that will end and I think we forget that sometimes and so I know that I used to wish away my little tiny people (laughs) like those tiny years And now I'm grasping at them and cleaving to them because they're going too fast now. And sometimes it's hard to imagine that they will ever be over because the days are long. But sometimes they will and we really will miss them. And I don't want to regret any of that time. And summer, especially with how special and magical and kind of preserved and marked off by the world, right? As extra family time. (laughs) I don't want to waste that. So please, please, please remember that your summers are limited. So please use them wisely. Use them in a way where you'll look back and you took that trip or you read that book or you had this really cool experience with your kid or you had a really like um, breakthrough conversation or you really connected or you really showed your child what it's like to do hard things or whatever. Have a summer that that you can look back on forever and feel so good about. I know that you didn't waste a single second of that precious time that we really don't have that much of. Um, summers are so fun. I hope you enjoy every second, no matter what you have going on this summer, but please, please, please protect it. Say no to things that aren't in line with how you want to spend your time. Say yes to the things that really do matter most to you, even if people think you're crazy. (laughs) Slow down. Let your kids get bored. Find ways to incorporate adventure into your life every day, no matter if that's at home or on a trip or in your town. Do things that fill you and your family up and just soak up every single little second of it. If you need help, figuring out what to do this summer and do things in a way that strengthens your family and brings them together without having you to totally wreck your brain and plan it all. 
I have just a thing for you. My book, Building Strong Families, Your 31-Day Game Plan, has 31 days of fun, simple, and powerful activities for your family to enjoy together. And I've done all of the work, and all you have to do is get the book and do it. (laughs) Make time for it. Um, These activities are really designed for families with kids about ages 2 to 18. Um, I have, they're all really simple and fast and quick and all aligned with the mission to build your family to be stronger and closer together while connecting you in fun ways using wholesome recreational activities. Um, The link is in the show notes or you can also find my book on Amazon just by searching Building Strong Families by McKenna Boyer. Well, friends, I can't thank you enough for taking a few moments to spend in the ring with me today. If you found this podcast helpful, I would so appreciate if you reviewed it, shared it with some friends, took a picture and tagged me on your stories. I really believe that every family is worth fighting for. And so if you would help me spread the word, that would be so appreciated. Um, Hope you have a wonderful day. See you next week. And remember that your family is worth fighting for.